Welcome back, everybody. We have the Mr. John Lowry in the house today. Uh, John is the head soccer coach at the University of St. Thomas, my alma mater. And they have enjoyed some great success. They've made a run to the Final Four, and they just continue to uh, embrace the process and get better. Uh, John, man, he's, uh, he's one of the more passionate and mindful guys I've been around. He's just so curious, and he's very detail-oriented. He's trying to get better, trying to find you know, every advantage he can and just uh, continue to grow as an individual. And that's why I think John and I connect so much and we've built this good relationship is just because we love getting better and we love sports. We love the process and uh, going out there and trying to be the best we can be. So John himself was an amazing soccer player. He, uh, he was at the Uni- University of Ohio State as a goalkeeper. I think he was two-time All-Big Ten. And then he had, in, uh, had a little stint, you know, for four years trying to play pro ball or was playing professional ball. And... Uh, and then he just went into coaching. He was the uh, assistant at Ohio State. He did a stint over at Wake Forest, a uh, powerhouse in soccer. And now he's here at the University of St. Thomas. So let's get right into it. Um, man, I really enjoyed spending some time with John and I think you guys are gonna get a lot out of this one. All right, John Lowry, here we go. Um, I think it's a really cool story how we met. Yeah. Uh, we're both St. Thomas people. John is the uh, head soccer coach for uh, men's soccer at St. Mm-hmm. Thomas. And we just met up at my cabin playing golf. So, like, yeah, you go ahead and tell us through it. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny how things work out. And, I mean, I, I knew right when – I think right when we both met, it just was kind of like this guy – you know, like this guy's interesting. And I think we were on the – fourth maybe on the I think it was the fourth hole and it's a it's a it's a tough hole um and there's always like that you know I didn't know if I was going to play through I didn't know if you were going to want to play with me you know it's almost like you're in kindergarten like can I sit at the lunch table are you going to kick me out yeah for sure and you were like hey let's play and and then you and then you get that that next set of nerves like okay how good is this guy yeah you're (laughs) you're sizing him up right you're like okay so if if like what's what's my first impression going to be and I, th- I think one of my favorite things about the story, actually, there's two favorites. One is that we're still, we've kept in touch and we're still friends and we've got to know each other. The other part is that, I mean, it's the only time my life ever birdied that hole. Yes. So, so I remember, I remember going to the next hole and I'm like, all right, maybe I should just get out of here. You know, like <laughs> yeah. this guy will just think I'm a legend. So since then you've seen the uh, extent of my game and, and, and it's not a consistent birdie pattern, but it was, I, I think it was uh, without sounding kind of, you know, cheesy i mean it was it was just the world works in funny ways and i think you know we were brought together on a golf course on a, and i remember that my other favorite stories when we got rained off the golf course yeah like tornadoed off yeah but we were persistent like we were like we got one more hole we got one more hole and like when i when i was with around when i'm with a person like that because i'm thinking the same thing yeah. i'm like we got this we got we can get in and and then we had to like hightail it in the power went out it was crazy um but i just knew there was synergy there i knew there was going to be a friendship there you know, when you're, when you're 43 years old, like I am with two kids, you, you don't have a ton of friends. You don't, you don't really, and some of the choices I make in my life is not the most social aspect of it. So, um, you know, t- to be now friends and, uh, golf partners in some way, shape or form with, 
with a kid that is way younger than me, it's it's kind of cool, and I appreciate you accepting me into your little circle. Of course, man. It's and that's the way we connect is we just play golf together. Yeah, and that's an awesome way for us to both go get away and just like that having that mutual connection. I think is just awesome. Yeah, and I think last when did we play last Friday? Yeah, I mean I couldn't even sleep Thursday night. You know I was buzzing. You know I was just like let's go and had my clothes laid out like it was the first day of school and you know and it's not even about necessarily the. I mean, the, the, the performance is one thing, but the camaraderie is great. The, I, th- I think the competitive balances of it. I mean, I, I caddied for you, you mm-hmm. know, two years ago. And it's like, you're probably thinking to yourself, why is the, why is the St. Thomas men's soccer coach carrying my bag right now? Right. But, but I, I think as this conversation will evolve, that's just kind of who I am. I just, I just want to, just want to be a good person and help people and meet people and care about people. And, um, this is one of those examples. Yeah, and I think it's just crazy. I mean, how many times do we interact with each other at St. Thomas? Or not interact, but how many times do we walk by each other? Or like, I, how many times? And then we finally meet on a golf course and we just yeah, have that connection. Yeah. And then St. Thomas and then... Such a random, such a random thing. And, and But I'm glad it happened there. I mean, it was... Uh, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, I never... I, I've never really thought about it, how many times we've walked past each other in the Anderson Rec Center. Right. Probably hundreds. Right. You Bizarre. Know, um but, you know, you're a football guy, so you don't pay attention to us soccer guys. Yeah, so. what is soccer? I didn't know they still played <laughs> it's that. It's actually football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, I mean, we could play golf all day. I know we talk I about play all day. 100. Yeah, I, I mean, could play all day. we're both addicted to the game. It is. No quite. Yeah. Luckily, it's part of my job. But <laughs> absolute addicted. Yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, I was going up north after we played on Friday, and, like, I couldn't sleep either because I had a whole weekend of oh, just yeah. golf. Yeah. And, like, the come down from that Sunday is yeah. almost, like, depressing. No, it is. Of how amazing it just playing golf i mean i'll get to like the i'll get to like the 15th 16th hole and i'll go through like a mental with i'm just like oh man you know like it's coming to an end and then and then like the 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 crazy addicted side of my brain is like you know maybe i'll play nine more yeah you know like and i and i love your friend sam last friday when we i mean we blistered through 18 18 holes like what two hours and 45 minutes it was maybe and we weren't even sprinting we were just playing and and then all of a sudden like he kind of looked at you and i looked at him and he looked at me and he's like nine more like absolutely nine more <laughs> yes um so i think there's probably going to be a day where i mean i would i would stay there all day and i try to i try to be fair to my family and uh you know fair to my responsibilities outside of my selfish desires but right. it uh yeah it's 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 a game that's captivated me it's i'm in love with it i mean i love watching it i love learning about it uh obviously with your acceleration in the sport it's kind of fun to be around you because i can i can see how good you're getting and kind of learn from that and i i always I really prefer playing golf with people that are better than me. Yeah. You know? Oh, for and, sure. And, and even being around people that are what I think better than me. Cause yeah. then it, cause then you're challenged and you know, it's, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to think that I would ever look down on somebody that's not good at the game, but it, but it does get frustrating when you get partnered with someone. Cause I play by myself all the time Yeah, and you're just like, Oh, come on, man. You know, right. like, um, so I think that compatibility is something that's unique for us. And I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with you and your buddies and, you know, it's been, it's been great. Well, and I've, I think that's where I learned about the game the most. I went down to Arizona and then I went down to Florida and I played with these great players working with them mm-hmm. and you just get, and then being getting into the PGA program when you're fresh out, cause I didn't play golf in college. Yeah. So then I just became aware of all these great players and I played rounds with them and I bet against them. I yeah. lost a ton of money, but I always gambled because it was well always a it. learning experience. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a, such a great way. Oh, he does that there. He does this. Yeah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's just an amazing way to get better and yeah, push and I, yourself. And I, and I think the part about it too is like, you know, like I have the golf channel on probably most of the day, you know, and it's, it's where your thoughts are going in that, in that uh, observation, you know? So the thing I like about it is, you know, why are his feet like this? Why are his hands here? Why, 
you know, like, so I'm not just looking at it like who's winning the tournament. Yeah. I'm looking at it as like, you know, I even look deeper into like, okay, this guy's kind of built like I am. He's in a similar age bracket that I'm in. Maybe that's a kind of swing I could emulate, mm. you know, and, and just, it's just, um, it's, it's probably, it, it's been a really breath of fresh air for me. Cause I only got serious about it. Like probably two, three years ago, four years ago at the most, you know, I, I never played as a kid, swung the club. I'm pretty athletic. And then, um, and then it was a social thing, like in my twenties and early thirties where it's like, Hey, let's go, let's go drink some beers and play golf. And you don't care if you shoot 105. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, it, it just turned into this obsession of like, how good could I be? You know? And totally same here. Yeah. Guys. And I think, you know, and I, and I think that's the, that's the difference, you know? So when you, when you think about the game that deeply and when you're that captivated by the game and then, and then honestly observing like what I would call the top 1%, I mean, when you see the JTs and the Rory McElroys, I mean, it's, it, it's such a, uh, it's such an intoxicating thing to watch. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, they're amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. And golf so such a unique sport where like, it's just what they're doing really is amazing. Yeah. Like LeBron James is really obviously amazing, but like basketball, you're shooting a ball Yeah. and they're just athletic freaks and I'm not taking away because basketball, it's pretty incredible, yeah. but like golf hitting these shots i i see a pro hit a shot sometimes like 160 yard hook and i'm just like i would be just shitting in my boots trying to hit that shot and they do it four days in a row yeah you know that's that's where like i mean i'll I'll play 18 and and like even this morning i woke up and i wanted to play and my body didn't feel very good and i was just like "Ah, i'm not gonna play today um but but their consistency and i think the other thing i really like about golf and i think you and i have in common as well um i love the turn the game has made that guys like you are playing golf. You know, it's not like the the the, the fitness standards, the fitness dedication, the diet, the the regiment. Um, it's the I Tiger mean, Woods effect. It's it's the Tiger Woods effect, and it and I think honestly, if it was, if it was a bunch of thirty five to fifty year old dudes walking around the course like, and they're not fit, and they're just like smoking cigarettes, and I, I wouldn't be interested. Yeah. You know, but when I look at like when I look at these guys and the dedication they have, and and it's and it's a dedication outside of golf that I'm trying to implement at levels in my life. And it's just really motivating. These guys yeah. are really, really motivating. When I, we, we live on TPC up in Blaine and, and I mean, I'm watching these guys walk by and uh, I remember going to the Ryder cup with my wife and we went out to the driving range. And I mean, they're, they're such impressive people, you know, and they're so dedicated and mm-hmm. I admire that dedication to, to how they do their craft. Unbelievable. It's really cool. What it takes. The game has changed. Yeah. yeah. And it just shows to be successful in anything these days, especially athletics, the amount it takes of sacrifice and work and detail. Mm-hmm. You can't really have as you can't play three sports anymore, really. Like no. you just have to be so lasered in. And 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 it's cool now, you know, it's cool now to think about what you put in your body. It's cool now to think about how you treat your body. It's cool now not to do things that break down your body. You yeah, know, cool and to I, be healthy. It's <laughs> funny, yeah, funny enough, right? Right. And, and I just think that this generation of golfers have just captured that, you know, and, you know, take going through the virus and not seeing them for a couple months on TV and then seeing them come back. And it's like, oh my goodness, think about the work that they put in. I mean, their Mm -hmm. bodies are, they're just in great shape, Yeah. you know? And, and then you think about this, the strategy behind, I mean, I think technology is one part of the game that's changed, obviously. I mean, guys are bombing it, but, um, but it's it's just everyone can do it. You know, you can be five seven, you can be six three, you can 
you can go the Bryson DeChambeau road and science this up, and yeah, and you or you could be Justin Thomas and just bang sixty nines all week, you know. Yeah. So it's Bubba Watson. You could just play complete feel, yeah, or you could sit on a track man and get every distance yeah. exact. There's all different ways to play. And I think the la- the last thing I'll kind of say about it is I've really enjoyed getting to know the golfers' personalities as I've gotten to know the PGA Tour. You know, I mean, Phil Mickelson for me is like there, like there's a little bit of Phil in me. You know, yeah. like just you know. Don't hit a driver here. Don't hit a driver here. I'm going to hit a driver here. Give me and the driver. You, yeah, and then you hit it and you're like, damn it. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. and I, but I've done that so many times in my life. And I, mm. so I sympathize with it. And and then you look at other players. I mean, I was watching, uh, uh, there was a Faraday Live with um, uh, Fred Couples. And, I, and it, what a swing, you know, what an incredible golf swing. Unbelievable. You know, and then I'm sitting there, I'm dumb enough to be sitting there on my couch and I'm like, yeah, I could do that for like the next 20 years. I could, you know, I could repeat the most smooth swing like (laughs) (laughs) over and over. I can't do it eight times in a row, but I'll do it for eight years. Yeah, you know, exactly. So it's, it's a great game, man. I'm glad it brought us together because it's, uh, it's been, it's been very beneficial. It's awesome. We'll have a bunch of, uh, good fun memories to look forward to in the future here, but I want to get into you Yeah. and just talking about golf. I mean, your attention to detail, yeah. wanting to succeed like the mindset you know all of it you, you can just tell about golf and yeah. you're a head soccer coach at a pretty big university yeah uh, we've done well too yeah what yeah. what's that like what do you enjoy about being that in that position uh i i think kind of going to the front end of what you just said it's like you know curiosity for me is something that just doesn't stop mm. it's a constant um and at times that can be a little bit of a problem because you you just stop you you, you kind of don't take time to stop and really process things. You're just continue to ask more questions. Right. So I think curiosity has always motivated me. And that's why it's, ca- that's why golf's captivated me. The curiosity element of that is massive. Um, but then the other side of it is I just love, I love the sanctuary of sport. You know, I love all sports, you know, mm-hmm. soccer happened to be the one that grabbed me. Um, I played ice hockey as a kid. Now I'm playing golf. Um, pretty much played everything growing up as in the backyard. You know, Joe Montana was my childhood hero. Um, you know, so I don't know. Sport has just captured me. I never, I did well in school. I didn't really, I'd never really got captured in the classroom. I was never like, Oh, I love this, you know? Right. Um, so it just was my place, you know? And, and then in that space, I think you, you're vulnerable and you learn a lot about yourself, but it's something that I, I just haven't let go of. So doing that at St. Thomas for our soccer program, um, it's, it's, it's been a great process. And, and, and I think it all comes down to our process, you yeah. know, and I, I'm a different head coach than a lot of other coaches, you know, I so think in what ways, well, we're a relationship based program, you know, I'm, I'm vulnerable with my players. Uh, I, I'm not a dictator in our program. I, I, I prefer that they call me John and not coach because I think there's a lot more depth to John than there is just a coach. Mm. Um, and I don't have that inferiority complex. Like I need to be above all you guys. So I think, it's a lot of we, it's not me, you know, I, you know, I didn't go to the final four in 2016. We went to the final four in 2016. And, and I think what I really enjoy about our program is first of all, it's been a challenge because we kind of came from mediocrity into some relative national prominence over the last couple of years at our level. Um, but the thing I enjoy most is that we haven't changed, you know, mm. it hasn't, it hasn't, I haven't changed. If anything, I've gotten better. Um, and I think at the end of the day, what it, what it comes down to is, um, and, and I know you know this because you're doing it and I respect so much of what you're doing with your, with your journey, but I, I need to do what I love. And, and mm. I, and that's not a selfish thing. Right. I, I, for some reason I was self-aware and smart enough to know, like, you know, I can't work in a bank. I can't, 
get into law school. I can't, you know, like there's, I just needed to continue to do what I love and it just keeps me young. It keeps me vibrant. It keeps me engaged, keeps me focused. Um, and it's just a challenge, you know? So that's, that's why I do it. And look at you. I mean, you're so fired up about it. I, I mean, get how fired many, up. How many 43-year-olds are just so fired up and can come on a podcast and just talk about how much they love what they're doing? That's I love amazing. it, man. I, I think, um, you know, there, there's so many things to be grateful for, but I, when, I, when I'm on the field with the guys, when I'm, you know, getting ready for a game, when I'm, you know, all of the, and I've really had to evolve in how I process those things because there is a tremendous amount of responsibility in our little world of, of, of our program. Um, so I can't get, I can't get lost in the, in the fun per Mm -hmm. se, but, but I never forget to have fun, you know? And, and I think that's where I think players in our program, sometimes when they come in early on, they're kind of confused because it's like, there's this delicate balance of like, Hey, this guy's going to joke around with me. He's going to talk about me. We're going to talk about each other's lives. I'm going to meet his kids, you know, all these things. But at the end of the day, like this guy's the boss, right? you know? And I think that's one thing I've balanced well. Where it's so yeah, I want to get that into hasn't that. Hasn't been compromised. At the end of the day, I'm the boss. Yeah, so yeah. that's a tough thing because you're the general. Yeah, but you also, you, like you said, you want to be level, or you want to be on the same level as them. Mm-hmm. You're not better than them. And I'm you not know. trying to be liked. Yeah, yeah. So like, how how do you do that delicate balance of like, you know, you are in control and like, hey, this is a safe space. You yeah, know? it's 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 interpersonal relationships. You know, what makes people tick? What what kids want to have certain conversations? What kids don't? I think. You know, when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, for the most part, you know, they're they're all coming in with 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 something, hmm. you know, so finding that something that not only motivates them, but find that something that's going to help them improve. Right. You know, so I mean, when we have individual meetings and, you know, we we don't even now that I think about it, like when we have individual meetings, we don't even talk about soccer. You know, it's, it's not like, hey, Austin, if you do this, you're going to score 12 more goals. Right. It's more like, how's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? How are you doing? You know, yeah. what, what do you want to do? You know, chemistry I, building. Yeah, and I think the cult that 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 just kind of resonates in a in a, where, what we're doing is we're building culture. Hmm. You know, and I think the the thing that I've learned over the years, and it's been a process, is you know I got into this because I liked winning. That's hmm. why I got into it. You know, if you asked me ten years ago why'd you become a head coach, I'd be like, because I like to win. I like to win. Yeah. You know, and and it's evolved into I really enjoy the process. I really enjoy seeing what these guys do. I really enjoy seeing them be held accountable. I really enjoy them see them fail at times, and and then I enjoy seeing where that goes, you know. And yeah. but the 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 opposite side of that is if if you do trust our process and if you do do the things in our program, then we're gonna get results. Right. Instead of just laying in bed at night hoping we win games and 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 fearing that we lose games, it's it's a much easier approach, you know, in a mindful way, just to say you know what, we're going to have a good practice today and we're going to eat the right things tonight. We're going to get the right sleep tonight. We're going to have the right hydration levels. And if you just do those variables consistently over and over and over, results follow. Right. That's, that's, what, that's, how, that's how I think it works. And you can be more fulfilled or just more at peace with the results if you know you're doing the right things. Like instead of worrying about winning, as you said. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I used, to be, I used to be honestly terrified of losing. Terrified. Um, it, it was, and I think what it comes down to, and one thing I've had to work on is as you kind of go through this process and, and this journey and you're trying to better yourself and you're trying to open your mind and be mindful is, you know, like for me, happiness was winning games, you know? And then what I, what I realized through doing the work, um, you know, happiness is just, you're never there because the bar keeps getting raised, yep. you know? So if you were to tell me like, if I shoot a 71 tomorrow or on Tuesday, I'm going to be happy. You're going to go home and go to bed and be like, well, I, 
what's the next one? Mm-hmm. You know, and and then if, but if you can find joy in playing golf, and if you f- find joy in what you do, and if you can find joy on a daily level, then the the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low. And for me, that's a healthy thing because my highs can be dangerous, my lows can be dangerous, um, and it just keeps you a little bit leveled out. If that makes sense, I just totally agree. Balancing that out can't be that important or that low like it has to yeah. be important but it can't affect who you are that much right like i will be happy if we win this game today that's a very shallow mindset yeah and it's an, and it's a and it's a it's a trap i mean it's it's definitely it's a place you can easily go and and look you're gonna you know as you learn about your body i mean you're gonna be you're, you're gonna go through emotions through competition mm-hmm. you know i mean the adrenaline the dopamine rush the just you know physically what you're going through that's all that's why we do what we do we love those feelings right but at the end of the day like it's you have to be able to hold them in in healthy spaces you know so for me like a couple years ago if if we had a game and we lost like i wouldn't be able to go home and be in the right mind frame mindset to play with my kids in a healthy way or enjoy dinner with my family in a healthy way or my extended family in a healthy way. Like I would be, I would be somewhere else, Yeah. you know, because that was my, I don't know if it was an insecurity or if it was a vulnerability or if it was both or whatever. But, but now like it feels really good and thankfully we don't lose a lot. So, (laughs) but, but it feels really good now to be able to like, whatever happens today, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, and that baseline kind of bringing it back from happiness versus joy is much healthier. Yeah. Much, yeah. Well, because I'm saying, you said that winning mentality when you first got into it. I'm yeah. sure that's made you pretty successful. Oh, yeah. I mean, striving for the excellence. What what kind of things helped you get more of a balance uh, in just mentally? Yeah, I think I, I think I was kind of, I was self-aware enough to, I was self-aware enough to know that the path I was on needed changes. It, it was unsustainable, you know? So, um, you know, the, the, the lack of sleep that I'm getting because I can't turn my mind off, you know? So then you start thinking about like, what would meditation do to my life? You know, what would, you know, we have a, we have a sleep specialist at St. Thomas, Roxanne Pritchard. And she spoke to our guys like three years ago for the first time. And it blew my mind. Then I was like, I was like, wait a minute, but I think I'm working hard. If I, if I stay up till one in the morning, writing practice plans and then get up at five and keep grinding, like I'm doing my job right. No, you're killing yourself. I'm killing myself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I had the, I, I had the, I had the good fortune of being at Ohio state and going back to that curiosity element. I'm always looking at other coaches. How do they operate? You know, we had a basketball coach there called Thad Matta. Great guy, great coach. Absolutely burned himself out, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, Urban Meyer, which we talked about earlier, we, we both read his book, you know, he was on a similar path of destruction with, with, you know, what, what he's putting in his body and what he's not putting, what he's doing, all those Just things. Just obsessive. Obsessive, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and there's, it's a delicate balance because you have to be kind of crazy to do this, right. you know, but, but I think what, what I like about your project and, and the, and the, and the wisdom that you're putting out there is like, there's a different way to do it without losing that edge. Mm-hmm. And that's the journey I'm on. And it's far from perfect. Yeah. I have, a, I am absolutely a work in progress, but I'm way ahead of where I was two or three years ago. I mean, we went, we went to the final four in 2016 uh, first time ever in school history. And it was a magical tournament run. And I look back at it now, you know, almost four years later, three and a half years later, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. And, and I mean, I was like the second the game ended, I was like, okay, who's next? What do we got to do? What, what's this, what's that? And, and, and it just, I just don't want to, I don't want to be on that path of destruction, you know? And I think some coaches get, 
in, in all across all sports, I think some coaches get revered for being so driven and obsessive and just, you know, they appear bulletproof, but I think there's a different way to do it. That's so unhealthy. They're, they're just like, what's the point? I think the there's a different the day, way to do it. I think yeah. you could be, I think you could be mindful. I think you could be vulnerable. I think you could be normal. Like, and, and, but still be able to have that leadership component that's going to bring a group of guys together to, to get results. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's definitely like healthier ways to do it. Like you were saying with sleep, which yeah. real quick on sleep. I mean, the, over the last year, I've completely dialed into my sleep routine just because I've been researching the benefits yeah. and how amazing and restorative and regenerative, like it's game changing. And the sleep specialist, mm-hmm. like you talked about, but like you are literally regenerating your body when you sleep. Mm-hmm. And when I used to, you know, stay up till 11 and then try to work out at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I was grinding, working, you know, 12 hour days playing golf. And I thought I was getting after it, which I was, but I was losing out on so many, you know, better performance. Yeah. You will not perform as well. And, and that's part of like your time management that yeah. this was and sleep. I mean, and I, and I think like, I mean, I was in a really scary space where I would, I would become exhausted at about nine and I would literally fall asleep, uh, wake up at like 11 and then I'd be somewhere in between consciousness and unconscious to like three 30. And then, I mean, just not a good night's and sleep. just doing stuff. Just or... can't stop my, I can't stop thinking. Wow. Can't stop asking myself questions. You know what, what's going on here? What's going on there? And it was like, it was like, um, it was like a movie reel that's going too fast. And you're just like, I can't stop this, you know? So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I started asking people for help. You know, how, how can I, how can I do this better? You know? And, and I think when you, when you peel back the layers, you know, it's at my age, you know, I kind of look back at it and I'm like, damn, I wish somebody would have told me this stuff 20 years ago. And I mean, it, just it, congratulations yeah. to be able to ask for help because yeah. that's such a powerful Huge. step. It's not easy. No, man. That's how you grow. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. But yeah, so sorry, I want to just dive into the yeah. mindfulness stuff. Like you said, you, you were able to ask for help. Yeah. And I know mindfulness and meditation has been huge in your life. We mm-hmm. connected on that. Yeah. So what things really helped you get out of that space? Oh man, there's a lot of them. I think, I think just, uh, there's, there's layers to like just reaching out and getting educated and, and thinking about, you know, what, what resources are available. You know, I, I never thought about how I, how I breathed before, you know? So I, I educated myself on breathing, educated myself on sleep. Um, and just, and just really started to think about, okay, how do I want to do this? And, and what's going to be beneficial to my future as a, as a, as a, person as a dad as a husband as a coach and like i said i'm not i'm not all the way there yet man i mean there's a ways to go but but the version of myself right now um you know you you have to i looked at it and i said okay what do i want to keep in my life what do i want to cut out of my life you know and then make hard decisions you know there's a there's a great chapter in a leadership book called good to great and who's that one by uh i want to say gladwell i'm not positive okay but it's called good to great and there there's a chapter in there that says confront the brutal facts. And, and I took inventory. I took a deep dive inventory on myself. And this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. This is what I'm going to need help learning not to do. This is, um, and, and then you just, you just get real, man. You just get really raw and real. And it's, you know, the, the, the hard part is it's, it's, it, I don't know if you feel this, but it like in some way, shape or form, it almost makes you feel different because when you're, when you're out and about with, colleagues and friends and other people like they're not maybe thinking like this right totally and, and you kind of feel uncomfortable but you're but but at the same time you're confident enough to know that you're trying to do the right thing and you're going to continue to try to do the right thing you know so even something as little as 
you know, if I'm in the car with somebody and they're like, Hey, I'm going to stop at McDonald's. It's like, well, I don't eat McDonald's. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's a very simple, you know, idea and there's much more depth to other bigger ideas, but, but just being different a little bit, Yeah. you know? So it, it just makes you feel that you're operating in a new space. Well, just because of the way our societal structure is set up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just so far from how we're supposed to be living. I so like when you start to dive into real questions about how we should be doing mm-hmm. things, First of all, it's freaking scary. It's super scary. Because then you have to start making decisions, like yeah. things that you know maybe need to go on, but it's really hard and it's going to uplift your life a little bit. Yeah. That's a deep dive. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you go out, like I was never a drinker in college. Yeah. Like I went out, we'd go out on the weekends and party after the football game and stuff, yeah. but I always hated it and everyone loved it. Yeah. And it was just like, this doesn't seem like it to me. Yeah. And I, but I never fought it because like to be a kid that doesn't go out with his best friends yeah. or like, it just seemed weird. Yeah. You know? And there's just those little things and it gets, like you said, more levels. Yeah. And there was, I mean, there was, you know, like when I was being mentored through the, through the coaching ranks and even when I played uh, in college and after college, you know, it's funny that there's a parallel to where golf was and where golf is and I'll, and and I'll bring it full circle. Um, Like all I knew was that if, you know, after the game you drink, you know, after a big, whatever, like it, it just was like. It was A and then it was B, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't drink in high school. I, I didn't party in high school. I was, I was pretty, pretty benign at all levels. I just kind of hung out and played sports. And then I got into this culture and it's like, okay, this is kind of fun. You know, this is, you know, when, especially when I was at, I was at Wake Forest for two and a half years in 06, 07. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, all we did, we just, we burned it so hard. I mean, we worked our butts off all day and then we burned it at the other end at night, you know, and then you get up in the morning and we would go for a run every morning and then it would be like, let's do it again. And I just remember thinking, I was like probably 31, 32 at that time. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a better way to do this. You know, yeah. s- similar to how golfers are treating themselves now. Yeah. Like, you, you know, uh, Brooks Kepka isn't playing 18 holes and then going into the clubhouse and banging down cocktails. No, no. He's probably going to the range and then he's going to stretch and he's probably going to maybe do some meditation, maybe get a workout in, yeah. go to sleep. Like those are the things that I was searching for and I'm starting to find them. Right. You know, and, and when you do that deep dive, you have to be super honest with yourself where, you know, um, alcoholism runs in my family, you know? And I, I was, I was thinking to myself for years, I was like, you know, it's, it's almost like somebody who smokes and they're like, I'm never going to get lung cancer, you know? Yeah. And well, you're going to, you, there's a good chance you will. Yeah. You know? So the way I kind of did the math was like, okay, and I don't, and I want, I don't want to get too specific, but I looked at the math and I said, okay. I'm one of those. I'm on that. That's, that's my path, you know, and let's do something about it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've been pursuing sobriety for the better half of two and a half years. Good for Uh, you. Hasn't been, hasn't been perfect for two and a half years, but pursued a, pursued it and continue to pursue it. Cause I I think it's, that sounds kind of funny. I've never said this, but I think it's a cool thing. I think it's cool. Dude, I think it's really cool. Actually, (laughs) I love meeting a guy that thinks it's cool because it's, there's not a lot of people that think about it. I know. just think it's cool when someone's like, Hey, I don't smoke weed or I don't yeah. eat at McDonald's or yeah. whatever it is. Like yeah. it, whatever, it, when someone could be like, I just don't do it. I think that, like, that's great. Yeah. Good for you. There's a reason behind it. And you're like showing that mental cognitive restraint to be yeah. able to hold yourself for something. You know, I, I like my red wine. I'm actually having a glass. No, of red that's, wine right that's now. fine. And, and I don't, yeah, but, but here's the funny part. Like, you know, for it's, it's about your, it's about your personal inventory. It's about what, you know, doing that deep dive on yourself saying, okay, here's, um, it's almost like coaching, you know, here's my team. These are going to be the pitfalls. These are going to be the strengths. These are how we can capitalize on certain environment, certain things. And, and I, I just was blindly going through life. And I was like, 
well, this guy's doing that. So it must be normal. You know, this, this mentor of mine does this every single day. It must be normal. You know, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's no problem. And, and I think self-awareness saved me. I think good people around me saved me a little bit in saying, you know what, let's do it different. You know, obviously it's father's day and having kids, you think differently. Um, but it just goes back to like the betterment of, you know, how can I do this? And then being bold with the idea that like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care what people think. Yeah. I'm going to do it. You know? So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been really rewarding. It's been challenging, but it's been, it's, it continues to pique my curiosity and I just want to keep doing it better at all levels. The amount of self-awareness you have to be able to make those decisions, it takes a lot of awareness to be able to vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerability too. Like, if you were to go look back or just think, you know, someone's out there struggling and kind of just chasing mm-hmm. it and they're not super happy, what are a couple of things that you feel really helped you? I know we've kind of touched on it, but yeah, no, I think specifically, I, I think you have to, you know, I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a rant on this, but I think as men, it's hard to ask for help, mm-hmm. you know? So I think a lot of it comes down to who's in, like, who are your teammates in life? Who are your partners? Who are your, you know, who are the people around you and being able to Um, you know, because I'll tell you, like, I've been married for a long time. We've been together for almost 20 years and, um, married for 16 or so of those. And it, it was, it was scary to tell someone that close to me, um, like I'm struggling with this, Yeah, you know what I mean? Or I'm struggling and it could be something, it could be, uh, you know, I'm struggling to be motivated to work out. I'm struggling to be motivated to like, I'm, you know, just little things because, because you don't want to you know, that person or those people, like you don't want them to see your scars. You don't want them to see your, your insides, you yeah. know? And I think what's helped me is, um, and that's why I was, I'm not hesitant to jump on your podcast. Cause it's like, let's, let's dive into it. You yeah. Know? It's a work in progress. And if, and if, and if anything comes out of this, I would hope that somebody would just continue to ask themselves, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'll take that self inventory and then I'm going to make changes, yeah. you know? And, and I'm not saying it because I'm perfect. Like I said, Total work in progress, but the work is being done. Yeah. You know, and going I, after it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the, the big part about it too is like put, you know, the, the, there's stages of contemplation, right? So you, so you think about something in your life and you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Okay. Yeah. Some people contemplate that for 40 years, like tomorrow, you know, it's like tomorrow I'll start my diet. Yeah. You, you know, like, or, or, you know, whatever you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go for a walk or I'm going to stop smoking, drinking, whatever. Um, and I think you just, you have to be bold and you have to be brave to break down those levels of comp, comp, uh, uh, compilate. What am I Contemplation. Yeah. Contemplation yeah. because, because there's something inside of you, uh, and everyone's is a little bit different. It's like, there's always gonna be something inside of you that's saying, eh, you don't need to, you, you're good. You're good. Just wait till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow. So you have to be fearless and you have to be just, uh, ready to be uncomfortable. You know, yeah. I think there's been. There's been so many conversations over the last couple of weeks for so many good reasons about, okay, everyone, it's time to get uncomfortable with how we communicate. And, and I, where I, where I'm going with that is that you need to, you need to communicate with yourself uncomfortably. Yeah. You know, it's that, I call it that three 30 in the morning conversation, you know, Ooh. where it's like it's three 30 in the morning. You're all by yourself. You got nothing. Okay. What are you talking about with yourself? How do you feel? You know? And and I had a lot of those conversations for years that were really, um, they were really uncomfortable because I didn't like them. I didn't like what I was telling myself and myself didn't like, you know, so, um, yeah, I think it's just, just it's be, hard. It's really hard. It's, it's work. hard. It's yeah. work, man. It's, it's like, work. it's, you got to work on your golf game. You got to work on yourself. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, 
I don't want to use the word different in a in an odd way, but it's like it's different. Yeah. You know, it's I I don't I am not very relatable to a lot of my peers because I'm trying to operate in a different space and make decisions in a different space and be consistent in that space. Um, but I'm also okay with that. Yeah. You know, so the fact that I don't go to happy hour every day at five, like my friends do or some friend, it's like I may I'm cutting that out of my life. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing. And this is this was really um this was really uh kind of empowering is like one thing that I've really thought about is I ha- I have the power. It's my power. So what am I going to do with my power? And not only is it my power, but but it's there it, it, I'm the one that's responsible for this. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for somebody to pull me aside and say, "Okay, you need to do this. You need to do that." Yeah, there's a level of that that happens, but at the end of the day, it's like it's on me. It, you have to take extreme it's on extreme me. ownership over your own decisions. Yeah, and, it's a your lot life. Of, and a lot of people want to dodge that. Yeah. You know, and they'll do it in different ways. They'll do it with they'll do it with jobs, they'll do it with money, they'll do it with boats, they'll do it but at the end of the day, what's that 3:30 in the morning conversation like in your head? And that's awesome cuz I've been doing the Sam Harris guided meditation for, you know, a few months now or probably about a month now. And uh, it's really cool how he talks about when you're meditating, thoughts are okay. Like you don't have to always just try to be not thinking about anything. It's, but let's become aware of our thoughts. What are you saying to yourself? What are you feeling? Can you handle it? Can you hold on to this thought? Can you hold on to this feeling in your stomach? Does your foot, the way it itches, can you hold it and think about it? Yeah. So it's just like you're saying, becoming aware of it and then hopefully being able to conquer and have those conversations that we all have in those thoughts. Yeah. And I, and I mean, like I suffered with anxiety for a long time. I mean, and I still have, it still kind of comes in and out of my life, but at the same time, to your point, kind of like thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I'll talk to people, like, like my meditation, I struggle with meditation because I think I'm working through what you're talking about where I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be like Zen, quiet, like magic right now. Like I got my call map on my phone. Right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'll be thinking about like, you know, some, something completely random will come into my head. Okay. Random. Yeah. Maybe from the past, maybe something I pr- pr- uh, project in the future weird stuff yeah (laughs) for sure yeah i'm like wow what is my brain doing right now but but the thing i enjoy about it and you know i try to i'm on the entry i'm on the lower level of this meditation process i mean i i I do most mornings take about eight to ten minutes to just breathe and think and calm down before i wake up or after i wake up before i get up yep you know i do i I, i've used box breathing as a technique the last couple years you know six five four or whatever i've read a little bit about uh, just how Navy SEALs proceed into battle because it spikes my curiosity and find And I mean, I even did it on the way down here. I was yeah. box breathing in the car, you know. It's powerful to control your breath. It is. Yeah. And and then going into the meditation side of it, I think there's, it, I think part of it is, since I knew I was going to come on with you today, I was thinking about it. I think one of the scary things about meditation is that you, you don't know what's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to find out what's in there. Right. You know, and, and I think where this is going to sound way out there. Um, I think my aha moment was there was kind of two sides to it. My aha moment was I, I see a, I see a doctor every Monday morning at 11 psychologist, super qualified guy. I got no problem if people know that I don't hide it from anyone. Great guy. Yeah, Yeah. We do the work every Monday at 11. We do the work. And then he gives me direction and I have my own patterns of behavior to reinforce those, um, ideas. But him and I always talk about a different level of consciousness than the one you're in right now. And meditation can help you get there. Mindfulness can help you get there. But at the end of the day, you got to get there, you know? Mm. So 
how do you become present? You know, and I think people that like loved ones around me over the last probably two and a half years as they've seen my journey change from being this like erratically mentally unstable highs, highs, lows, lows guys, guy, um, like the, the, the most common feedback I get from them is you just seem so present right now. Mm. You just seem so present right now. And it's such a simple thing, but they're right, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm not, and, and, and I'm not hurrying off to do the next thing. I'm not worried about what happened before. And, and I'm not saying that I do this at a hundred percent retention level because there's some days I have bad days. It's hard to be present. For sure. Especially today in society. Yeah. But, oh geez. But, but, but what I'm trying to say is like being aware of your thoughts and saying to yourself, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not at the consciousness that I want to be at right now. You know, I, I want to find a little more peace, a little more serenity, a little more grace. And, but I can still be having those thoughts. I can still be kind of a, a ruthless soccer coach, competitive guy mm-hmm. who wants to go shoot a 68, but I can also be in a different level of consciousness where I don't have to, I don't have to torture myself and be that all the time to get there. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you don't have to be thinking about that all the time. No. You can just be with your Turn family. It off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's something that I've really been trying to get better at. And I really struggle with is just being present. And yeah. I commend you on that because that's so powerful. It's hard, man. I don't, it it's, really it's not 24 seven, but, and, and when you have it, it feels good. Yeah, for sure. When you're yeah. just there. And that's what I love about this podcast is I'm here. There's yeah. nothing else in my mind other than our conversation. Yeah. But you need to be able to do that with everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. And I struggle with the thinking about all these things and not, I mean, it's, I'll tell you a story. I, my wife and I went to Thailand uh, probably about a year and a half, two years ago, I got invited over there to do a soccer clinic. And, and, and the world fascinates me. I love travel. I love different cultures. I love the way I love, I love seeing football in other countries, our football, not yours, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I, I just love it. It's such a, I just have an attraction to like global interests. And so I get this invite to go to Thailand and, um, it was in May. It was a year ago, May. And I'm telling a friend of a, a friend of mine about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Thailand to do this soccer camp. Like, this is nuts. And he's like, first thing out of his mouth, he's like, it's so crazy over there. You can do whatever you want. You can party. It's nuts. <laughs> he's like, it's nuts. Woo! He's like, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, like literally, I just remember thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of going there for like the exact opposite reason. Like, I want to see what this like Buddhist culture is like. You know, so like my wife and I, all we did was we went to temples, uh, we met people, we like, I mean, just like, it, it was just so peaceful. You and submerged yourself in their culture. Just dove right in, mm. you know, and with, with my, with my, you know, best American efforts and Western civilized efforts, white privileged efforts, whatever you want to call them. Like, I'm just looking at these people and they get it, dude. Like the very first morning we were there, we, we flew in. Um, it's like, we got there at like four o'clock in the morning. So, and we're wide awake. Yes. And I look at our hotel window and there's a track and a little soccer stadium across the street at like five 30 in the morning. There's like 50 to 75 people just going for a walk. And in the middle of the track, they're doing like stretching, you know, like really just, and and I'm going, this is just common sense. Yeah. You know? And then you go and you experience their, 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 their food. And it's like, it's, it's healthy. It's all natural. And the portions are normal and the tea is, you know, and they're getting massages and they're just, they're, they're thinking about 
just generally being in a peaceful place. It's not that hard. No. You know, like, let's get off the, you know, let's get off I-94 for a second and take a breath. They just get it. And they're just so within themselves. And going back to the very beginning of this, when you were talking about winning and like just crazy obsession of like, like if you can't be within yourself and have peace, what's the point? Yeah. Is how many national championships are going to make you happy? Well, you know what the, there was a study done on coaches that win national championships. You know what the number one, uh, the, the number one mental response to winning a national championship for coaches was depression. No way. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's like now what? Yeah. That's the same with uh, best-selling authors. Yeah. Like at f- like five months after a best-selling author, yeah. like a majority of them are depressed. Yeah. Forgot like, the statistics, but there's a lot of them are like depressed. Right. Yeah. It's because, but because they're operating on, on the happy side of things. If I win this game, I'll be happy. And then all of a sudden you win it and you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. Where, where do we go now? Instead of being a happy person, but finding joy in what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, I mean, it, we work in a results oriented business, Yeah. but I don't fear results anymore. I don't. Mm. I, I know they're going to come because I think I'm pretty good at what I do. We're going to get good student athletes. Um, but at this, but it just, I can't, I kind of trying to capture some of the things we've been talking about. I just, I couldn't live in that space anymore. Yeah. It was going to kill me. And I was going to like, literally, I remember there was nights where <clears throat> I really haven't said this to anyone. I mean, there was nights where like, I'm done. I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't take it. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm unhealthy. I just, XYZ, keep going down the list of, of bad. And I'm just like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then, and that's why I just started this journey of trying to, yeah. you know, figure it out. Yeah. And you're probably in that situation. You're also fueling yourself with bad food and just everything, everything becomes unhealthy everything. when it's like not working well, out, yeah. not sleeping well. And what you were just saying when you were over in Thailand, they're just stretching and massaging. Like, like, like they get it. Like, okay. So the last two weeks, this is great. Yeah. I had my golf trip and I've been working like crazy. It's the middle of summer PGA for me. So I'm giving lessons all the time and we're working and we're moving. I'm playing golf. So I, the last few weeks I've only worked out a couple of times, like once maybe. And that's really irregular for me. I'm a big routine guy. Yeah. Like every day I, lo- I just like to do something. Sauna, the sauna has been closed. Lifetime was closed. Yeah. Excuses. Yes. But I just wasn't in it. And I was starting to get a little bit down. Yep. The end of the two weeks, like I was a little, de- I wouldn't say depressed, but I was down. I wasn't myself. I wasn't go-getter, energized Austin. Mm-hmm. And I just took a hard look at like, well, what's different? Yeah. Da-da. So the last four days, I've worked out every day. Yeah. And I, I called my brother today because I was just like the middle of the day and I just felt amazing. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I feel good. And it's just the power yeah. for, first of all, just physical activity and moving your body. Yeah. That, just that consistent, but just like being on plan growing as a human being it's yeah. such a powerful feeling well and you know i i mean it's a hundred percent you're i mean you're right and and i think the part about that too is like you know when this when this virus set in and we got locked down as a family you know we wound up you know every day at about five o'clock for the last three months we go for a walk mm. it's and it's and it's either my wife and i and the kids or it's just my wife and i we'll march it out and i'm like why haven't we been doing this for the last 15 years. Like, why are we doing this now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And th- there's no right answer in there. But I think just, um, you know, I, I'm a big believer. And I, I don't work out as much as I can. And my I, I wish I could. And I should. Before before the virus shut us down, I was going to the gym probably like four or five days a week. Mm. My workouts are different than yours. It's like a elliptical and a sauna. Get, hey, that's yeah. great, though. <laughs> Get it rolling. My knee, my knee just doesn't work like it should. But But no, you're right. I mean, I think there's just that that day-to-day, um, that day-to-day discipline of like, this is, these are the things I need to do. And, and here's, here's what I'm trying to say. 
you need to make those things important. Yeah. You need to make them non-negotiables. Yes. So, so instead of being like, you know what? I think I might go for a walk today. Whatever, whatever your version of your exercise is. Or I think I might go do yoga today. Or I think I might go do this. Like, and, and I'm, again, not perfect with this because they're, they're easy to dismiss. But like when you wake up and you say to yourself, these are my non-negotiables today. You know, um, then you find time for them. Yeah. You know, because if you don't, if you don't make them non-negotiables, then it's eight o'clock at night and you're binge watching on Netflix and you haven't done anything. Yeah. You know, so I just think, I I just think it's important. Well, this is amazing point because like when you're trying to win a national championship, a walk with your family sounds stupid or spending time in the gym sounds stupid because you're trying to win a national championship and there's not time for that. But like... When Austin Yoka, my buddy, he's got this huge clientele. He's the St. Thomas uh, football strength coach. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's talking about how he puts his phone on do not disturb for two to three hours a day and just writes and walks and thinks and lets himself be in a creative state. And he's like, and I looked at his phone. He's got like 130 unanswered texts. Yeah. Got emails and stuff. And I'm like, dude, aren't you missing out? He's like, maybe a little bit, but he's like, I'm the most important thing. Yep. And I have to pour into myself to become the best version for these people. And you hear like things about CEOs and just the best people yeah. in the world. They take so much time to put into themselves, to yeah. build themselves up. I mean, yeah. And it's, it's so easy to get consumed in, you know, I remember like you were talking about earlier when you didn't feel great cause you didn't have a great routine going. Like when this, when this all started, like in March, I was watching the news. I'm not kidding you. I'd have the news on all day, like oh. eight, nine hours. It's on my screen. It's on the news. It's everywhere. And I just started to feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I can't take this I've fallen anymore. into that trap too. I was too. like, I can't do yeah. this anymore. CNN and Fox yeah. and, and all. And I think there's, like, it just speaks to like, like, I think there, we're all going to encounter challenges. You know, like this, this phone in my hand takes so much away from my day. Yeah. You know, so like one challenge I have for myself is to your, like your friend, like challenge myself to, I'm going to turn my phone off for a couple hours. The world's not going to end. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to shut my computer for a couple hours. The world's not going to end. No. You know, and if I'm playing, you know, there's even times where like, you know, I'll be playing with my kids and I'll get an email and then I'll stop and I'll return the email. And it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like I can email that back later, you know? And, and I used to have like, I mean, I would hear my phone go off at like five in the morning. Um, you know, somebody would say like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'd, I'd resp- like that. I'm back on it. And now, now I'm more like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm going to be professional and I'm going to, and I'm going to be prudent with my response as I need to business wise. Um, but guess what? This is my time. Time and a place. This is my time. Yep. So I'll get back to you when I can, you know? And, and obviously there's things that change that timeline, but, but I just think that constant on switch, it just, it's exhausting. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, man, I, I, I think it's, I, I love that idea and I'm going to challenge myself to implement that. I love the do not disturb and I got to get into that more. Yeah. I think though, that's why I love golf so much Yeah, is because that is four hours where I'm off it. I don't, I don't look at my phone. No, I might check a text once yeah, a nine yeah. or something, but I really try to be like, and I get pissed at people if they're on it when yeah. we're playing. I'm like, dude, get off that. But you're out in nature, yep. you're playing a child's game, you're yep. hitting a ball around and there's no, and it's just like, for me, that's my you know, peaceful serenity. That's no, it. it. Is. And I mean, there's, there's times where while I've kind of been on this process of trying to become more mindful and work on myself and get to where I want to be. Um, I mean, there's, there's days where like I've driven down our neighborhood and I've been like, Oh, I never knew that house was blue hmm. because my consciousness is expanding, you know? And even like, 
even at Little Crow, there's times where I'm like, man, I didn't know how beautiful this hole was, you know, because I was just so like I had blinders on for yeah. so for so long where I was just like, all right, if I don't if I don't get a par on this hole, I'm going to be so pissed off. Yeah. You know, it's like take a breath, put a good swing on it. And it's beautiful out right now. <laughs> you know people, what I mean? Like, so, and, and to be honest, like I don't, um, you know, kind of staying in the vein of golf. Like I, I, I really want to, my, I have goals, but at the same time, it's, it, it really isn't about that for me. I mean, I'm more, it's more about what you're talking about where it's yeah. like, it's headspace. It's a little bit of, a, of, of, of competition. And then it's just that freedom from there's no TVs, there's no phones, there's no internet. You know, so it's it's a great space. Dude, it's a hard one to get into, but just like I've been trying to get rid of all my technology and if, yeah. and uh, just like get into that freedom space. And it's really hard to get out of the result to goal orientation. But like for me, I just feel like this is where I've made a lot of great progress as myself is I'm really just all about the process and the joy yep. from the competition. Yep. Like I want to go there. I want to compete so I can be in the arena. I want to be the best I can be so I get to go play. But like at the end of the day, the results don't matter. As long as I'm actually working hard and I know that I'm yeah. doing what I can, what does it matter if I can hit a ball better than the guy yeah, next yeah, to me? Yeah, and I think I think comfort also comes from, you know, I, I don't think people, and I've done a lot of work on this and learned a lot about it, I don't think people understand how much resentments hurt them and, mm-hmm. and resentments hurt their, their, their mental health and their overall thinking and their day-to-day, you know, because, you know, if you are, I mean, I remember, like, it's, it's, it's somewhat of a natural, I'm not a psychologist, so don't, but I mean, resentful, it, it's, it's easy to resent something. You know, I can't believe that coach just won a national championship. That guy doesn't know anything. I'm re- I resent him. Yeah. You know, or I can't believe that guy is making that much money. You know, you go on Facebook. It's like, I can't believe that guy married that girl. I can't believe, you know what I mean? So you're kind of I like, I can't believe coach didn't play me. Yeah, I can't you're just believe. Filling, yeah. You're just like filling yourself with all of these, like, and you, and that's why people like, you know, they, they get on the highway and somebody cuts them off and they're just like, ah, they lose it. It's like, dude, you got to let it go. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, if you, if you harbor to there's a great line and I don't, I don't know where I picked it up, but if, if you don't think about resentments you're harboring, um, it's like drinking poison and hoping the person that you resent dies or gets sick. Wow. You that's know, great. And, and that's, and that, if you think about it, that's what it is. You know? So if I'm sitting here going, I should have got that job, that guy shouldn't have got that job. I should have got that job. That's good. That could eat me up for a day. It could eat me up for a week. It could eat me up for a month, you know, or I can't believe this happened. I can't like, you, you, you have to just, and it's hard. Yeah. That's a really hard it's one. Hard. Yeah, totally. You know, but I see so many people that, you know, they, especially with social media, you know, everyone puts the new car on, everyone puts the, the big boat on, everyone puts their perfect family on. And, and, and I think it creates a lot of resentment for people. And I think it's hard for people to channel. And I know, I know it's a uh, something that not a lot of people talk about, but I think through the mindful process, you have to, you have to be able to work on your resentments and mm-hmm. and and work through them, you yeah. know, you know, and I think that's where, that's where people can get trapped, you know, and yeah. and and whether it's whether it's work or play or personal, you know, a, another good thing that I've come across is um, when you think about your interpersonal life, when you think about your personal life, when you think about everyone you've ever been around. Um, you don't understand how dynamic all of those relationships are and what they do to you. Some, right. some feel good. Some feel bad. Um, some people pass away. Some people, you know, like, I mean, it's just a very, very, I mean, as human beings, it's very complicated, you know? And, and another thing that's helped me is because I am so competitive and because I am so intense at times and, and kind of fiery, 
you know, accepting apologies from people, accepting apologies that you're never going to get. Oh, so you just like, you just put the it, apology you for yourself. Go. Yeah. You let it go. Not going to, and you know, if something happened to you when you were 11 years old or 15 years old, I and mean, it could be horrible or it could be minor, it could be anywhere in between. But if, but you have to, when I, when, for me personally, when I think about it that way and I say to myself, you know what? I don't like that this happened, no matter how severe or how minimal. Um, but I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to accept an apology I'll never get, hmm. you know? And, awesome. and it just makes you feel better. You know, it just makes you kind of drop the weight of, and then, and then you move to a different space where, you know, you're not going to drown yourself with beer. You're not going to eat too much food. You're not going to lay on the couch. All, you know, it just, it yeah. just kind of moves you into a healthier consciousness. Snowballs. Yeah. Conscious. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's so good. I know for me, like with football and sports, I would be resentful about not playing and stuff. Yeah. And you take stuff personally or like at work. I, my last boss, I just moved uh, golf courses, but I, I, we were like best friends. I love the guy and I wanted to do so well for him. And if there was something wrong and like, mm-hmm. you know, we maybe had, didn't have the best conversation, I would take it personally. And like I said, I would like, you know, you kind of create that, like, why is he being mean? Oh yeah. But people like 90% of the time, or I don't know, this is just a bro science fact, but like, yeah. they're not taking things personal to you. Yeah. Like the coach isn't not playing you because he doesn't like you. Yeah. It's just, that's how it happened. Yeah. So it's hard. It's definitely hard to do. But like having this space to be like, this person has a hundred million things going on. Yeah. And this probably wasn't a personal attack to me. Yeah. And just like being able to accept the apology for it. Like yeah. you said, I think that's great. No, it's, it's, um, it's fun. It's I, fun's probably not the right word, but it's good work. It's yeah. just good work to work in that mind frame. And, and it's hard. I mean, there's some yeah. days where I get really fired up and pissed off. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, but if I can just bring it back to neutral and I think, I think communication is a big part of that, you know, yeah. I mean, outside of you and I on the golf course, I don't have a lot of men in my life that I can talk like this with mm. that are going to not be like, dude, are you freaking, are you, are you okay right now? Right. Like, let's like go you, grab four beers. Yeah, you sound like, like, you sound kind of crazy. Let's go get some wings and four beers. Yeah. Um, but, but, and I think that's, that's one of the things and that's what's, that's what I like about what you're doing. And I like about you as a person is like more guys need to be doing this and thinking like this. And, and if they, and for you at your age, I mean, holy, I, if I could go back 20 years, I would have been like, it would have changed so much to the course of my life to, right. to find that piece. Yeah. You know, and, I, and again, I'm not there, but, but I'm on a, but I'm thinking about it and I'm doing work to get there. And you never will be there. Yeah. That's the thing though. You'll yeah. never be there. You'll be better, but you have to just continue to work. And that's yeah. the thing with the workouts that we said earlier, you just have to show up and do it. Yeah. And just going back to the like I have this circle now of friends that are just so much more open. And I see a lot of people Great. like you're saying that aren't. And it is, it's amazing to yeah. be like, I have a friend who was just like, yeah, dude, I'm going to therapy now. Like I've been a doctor. And I knew he's a little, he's like one of the most intelligent people I know. Yeah. So smart and just so good and talented human being. And he was so dark. He was like, and I could tell that hurt him to say, mm-hmm. but I was like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. And Flipped a switch, yeah. you know, a couple months later, he's doing amazing. Yeah. His mental is so much better. Yeah. And just that we can have a conversation and that it's just an open to yeah. be like, because, you know, I'm sure back in the day or before, like, oh, I'm going to therapy. Well, what? You're a loser. What's wrong with you? Therapy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's wrong with you? When, when I first started, chemical when I first started seeing my guy on Mondays, I, it was like, I kept, it was like a secret, yeah. you know, it was like, like I would leave the office at St. Thomas cause it's an 11 o'clock appointment. And people would be like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab an early lunch. Or I got a, I got an off-campus meeting. Um, and then after like, I don't know what the timeline was, but after a certain amount of time, I was just kind of like, uh, I'm going to see my guy. You know, now, now everyone knows he's my, like, that's my, 
he's my life coach slash psychologist slash mentor slash like, and, and, and I've, I mean, I even tell my guys, yeah. you know, and I don't think, you know, awesome. I don't think a lot of coaches stand in front of their guys and go, yeah, like, this is where I've been. This is where I want to be. And this is how I'm getting there. Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, I've, I've always tried to take pride in, you know, going all the way back to like the leadership component of like having humility in this process mm-hmm. and admitting that I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, and I think that's, especially in the coach world, you want to like, you want to, you want to be perceived as like, this guy's perfect. You're not. And, and I think the humility and the humbleness in that approach, like, I mean, if, if, if we lose a game, I remember, um, I, I made, I made my, my staff and I, we made, but I made the final decision. We made a, some ridiculous choices on a substitution pattern a couple years ago and we lost the game. Mm-hmm. We go in the locker room, guys are gutted, bad loss. And, um, they probably think, holy hell's coming at them cause they lost and mm-hmm. coach is going to be. And, and I, and I just went into a vulnerable place and I said, I said, guys, you played great. I made some bad decisions that cost us the result today. This one's on me, but Mm. we're all in this together. So let's get up and let's go. You know? And I think that leads to, that kind of leads to that acceptance phase of Mm. like, if you can just accept things, you know, ownership, ownership, acceptance. And, and, and I think that's where, you know, and I think you also have to get to a place with, with your acceptance and with your humility and with your honesty and with your communication um where you have to surrender a bit Mm. okay that's a great word you know so people don't think people think when you hear the word surrender people go "Ooh, that sounds horrible loser loser you know but if but if you if you find things to surrender and just say you know what i'm done with this fight i'm done maybe it's um maybe it's your weight okay and just day after day after day you're like you know just thinking about it and you're grinding, you're grind like surrendering is, 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 is a different place, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just saying, you know what, maybe that's not who I'm going to be, or maybe I'm not going to get there or, and, and weight's probably a bad example to be honest. Yeah. Um, but if you just hand it off, you know, some people hand it off to God, some people hand it off to other spiritual places. Um, that, that that's where I put those things. That's where I surrender those things. Um, it's, it, it helps you, it helps you stay very mentally yeah, like yeah, yeah, the weight may not be the best sample, but it's just yeah. There's just some fights that aren't worth it. Don't there's fight some it. fights that yeah. just kill you. Yeah. yeah, just don't do it. It might be a relationship. Yeah, you exactly. know, like I'm out. I'm I'm surrendering here. You win. I'm out. You know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully my wife's not thinking that, but, but <laughs> right. You know, you get you get the point. Well, and I want to go back to therapy real quick because I just think it's so funny the stigma around therapy. Yeah. It's like the power of communication. One yeah. of the reasons I have this podcast is I just think meaningful conversations are so powerful. Mm-hmm. And therapy really is just you going to have a conversation. We're doing it right now. How yeah, how much do they really say? <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're getting you to talk about yourself and think about your feelings yeah. and think about what's really important. Yeah. So like I just think it's so stupid the negative therapy around mm-hmm. or the negative stigma around therapy. Like it's it's well, you're and just I, and think. I, and I what really kind of instigated part of it for me too was that like I thought I had an anxiety I thought I had an anxiety disorder. Um I don't. I, I had a thinking disorder. Yeah. You know, so why am I going to take Xanax to help my anxiety? Oh my so, gosh. You know, th- so that's what I, that's where the self-awareness kicked in. And I was like, all right, I could go see a doctor and he's going to give me some pills and tell me I don't have anxiety anymore. Like, where's the anxiety coming from? Yes. So let's start doing the work to figure out like. And you want pills because that makes him not have to do the work. Yeah. Like it, nobody wants to take the inventory. Yeah. Have, like I said earlier, confront the brutal facts and mm. it is painful. It's uncomfortable. 
it's hard to get there sometimes, but you have to do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. even as men, you have to do it. I love it. And I, th- and yeah. I'm not, not saying everyone who's taken a medication about it. There are some medications I got that no really problem help with it, with, but I didn't, yeah. I just wanted to think at a different level about that. Well, no. And yeah. I think there's really great medications that have helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's some absolute situations yeah. where that's great, but like nowadays everyone has something yeah. ADHD and like yeah. anxiety. There's like all, they just have the, all these terms that they can label yeah. people. It's like, you have no idea. There's a bunch of different ways we think and move. We're humans. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's many, I don't think there's many monks in the world that have anxiety disorders. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a different level of consciousness. And, and I think our, I mean, it's, it's a whole nother conversation, but just culturally, I mean, I think this, we're just in this vacuum of content and the speed of it is so fast. And it's like, um, we're just on this wheel, you know, yeah. and, and to get off that wheel a little bit, you know, it's like, um, change lanes, think differently. You know, mm. I mean, I, I took, um, driving down here from up north this evening, I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go a different way. I'm just going to take 55 and see what it looks like. You know? Love that. Yeah, like yeah. I, I wasn't like, I need to get there as fast as I can. I was like, eh, you know, if I'm 10 minutes late, I'm 10 minutes late. You I know? love that, so it's dude. And it's, again, it's it's difficult to do 24-7, but it's, it's, it's the space I want to be in. It's the space I want people to be in. And I want, it's, and I want people to continue to get more comfortable, you know, just talking about, their mind and their mindfulness or lack thereof. And how can you get there? That's going to, I don't to have a, all the answers. Dude, that's yeah. going to lead to a great place. That's awesome. Yeah. All so, right. So let's get into a couple more key questions yeah. I want to ask you here before we get you out of here. Um, leadership. I mean, you are yeah. a leader, man, and it's really inspiring what you're doing. What are a few, you know, courses or books or any like mm-hmm. instances that have helped you become the leader you are today? Yeah. I, there's no playbook, right? Right. I mean, I think, I think you have to figure out who you are and then implement the correct style so that you're not, you're not imbi- you're, you're not portraying a version of yourself that, you're, that, that isn't authentic. Mm. So like my style of leadership is firm, it's fair, it's, it's relationship based, it's, it's highly competitive. Um, you know, I, I referred to that book, Good to Great earlier. That's, yeah. you know, then there's, you know, the, the follow up to that was, uh, uh, something a, 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 in the in the vein of sustained success. Mm. Um, I've always liked to read coaches' books. You know, um, whether they're coaches I like or not. You know, I, yeah. like, I like Bill Walsh's book, and there's some foreign soccer coaches that have written some really great books. Pep Guardiola's book. Mm. Um, uh, I'm gonna speak Chinese to you for a second because you don't know these guys. Yeah, for sure, that's yeah, okay. But no, Pep Guardiola's book was was a game changer. Arsene Wenger's book was a game changer. He coached at Arsenal in London. Uh, you know. Sir Alice Ferguson was the Manchester United manager. His book was a game changer. So kind of just taking in all that content and then saying, what, what's, what's authentic for me? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I don't, I don't really have a great answer for you, but that's, I, a, that's but, a good one. Yeah. But I, but I think I'm just, I just try to be myself and I try to um, create an environment where we just have a process that's authentic. It's, um, it's genuine. It's re- I, I don't, I don't look at our players as, you know, we're going to use this guy to win a game. You know, it's like we try to care about him. You know, it's a, it's a ruthless environment in college athletics. No, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, we, we just try to, and I try to as a leader and, and hopefully an important person in their life as 18 to 22 year olds, I try to just be vulnerable and honest and obviously dedicated. They, they know how bad I want it. Yeah. They, they know. They know how bad we want it. But we don't talk about it. You know, and we just kind of create that environment of trust and authenticity and dedication and selflessness and self-awareness and kind of 
put that all into a pot and stir it up. And well, it's the actions. Yeah. You know, your actions are you doing all the yeah. way through the process, yeah. practicing, training, yeah. going through the meditation, mindfulness with your team. Your actions are speaking, hey, we're getting this done. But then you don't have to spit it to them or you don't have to yell at them. No. Then you can talk about vulnerability. You can create yeah. a chemistry. Yeah. Like, I just think creating that culture of getting stuff done and taking action is yeah, it shows that. You yeah, are. and I think, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to become is more of a what I would call like a modern day coach, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, even the way we train is different than I think a lot of programs. The way we, you know, we have kind of a less is more mentality where it's like, you know, let's, I'd rather be healthy on Saturday than train for four hours on Tuesday and Wednesday and be banged up. You Love know? that. Um, Love that. You know, very, like, it, honestly, I think some of, like our training regimen and our periodization, you know, it's it's actually the sessions aren't that hard. Like they aren't. But what we've done is we've like my first couple of years, like we had to learn. So we came to St. Thomas and there was like pressure in the walls that you got to win here. Football wins, basketball wins, volleyball wins. Everybody wins here. And guess what? You're a coach now, a program that doesn't win, hasn't been winning, you know? So like we came out of the gate hot and like mm. our first two preseasons, I mean, we got more done in three and a half weeks than you could get done in them three months mm-hmm. and we came out of the gate and we like, like literally like for two years in a row, we'd come out of the gate like five and oh, six and oh, seven and oh, and then we'd get to October and you die and we would die. Yeah. You know, it was, it's like the guy who blisters a 67 Friday and Thursday, 68 Friday, 78 on Saturday, you know, hundred percent. And that's, that's really was, that was really one of the big catalysts for us to be like, okay, how are we eating? How are we sleeping? How are we training? How are we thinking? How are we treating each other? And, and that led us to a, a revised version of how we run our program. That's so good, yeah. man. Just a long-term, sustainable approach. Like that's One that, day at a time. <laughs> dude, I can relate to that in football, though. Like yeah. If you look back at my stats, when I went to my British Academy, I had like 11 touchdowns the first six games, yeah. and then I had like one the last five because I was just dead and tired. Yeah. And then I go to St. Cloud, beginning of the season was great, get injured, dead and tired. At St. Thomas, first yeah. six games, always playing great. Yeah. It's a little cold, my body starts to break down. Like, I just love that. Yeah. Like, taking a spec back, how can we recover? How can we do all the things right all the time? But it, but it, takes, it takes a high level of, I think it takes a high level of thinking. It also takes a high level of confidence because, look, I'm a control freak, okay? <laughs> we all, a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. And it really is relinquishing a bit of control to say, you know, we're, we're not going to do this today, okay? Mm-hmm. I might want to do it, you know? Maybe, maybe I want to play another 20 minutes of 8v8 plus 2 or whatever. Um, but I'm not going to do it. You know, so it, it just takes a little bit of, it, it takes a lot to make those yeah. decisions. Just like it takes, a, you know, to, to not eat that bad food or take that whatever, you know, you, you have to make those decisions. To go to bed at nine instead of watching Netflix. Yeah. Self, yeah, exactly. I'm going to turn the TV off. And I, I have not, we, my wife and I have not been good at that lately. We've been just crushing shows Love after it. the kids go to bed. Yeah. And it, But you know what? I'm enjoying that too, because that's, that's time with her. That's, that's kind of fun and we get to decompress and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, may, it might take an hour and a half out of my sleep, but that's special time as well. It's your peace, yeah. Yeah, so you got to find your, you know, what battles are you going to fight? What are you going to surrender? What are you going to keep? Um, and then just do it day to day. Freaking love it, man. All right. I got two more questions for you. Please. First one is, uh, what's your, what's kind of the uh, mission? If you had like a why statement for yourself or like, <laughs> why do you wake up every day? Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think, uh, you know, you got to find your hill, right? You know, what, what, what is it that you want to do? Where do you want to climb? How are you going to get there? And I think for me, the why is, you know, it's bigger now than ever because the why for me is doing the best I can. And, and, I'm, and I'm going to fail at times, but doing the best I can to be, 
you know, the, the father, the husband, the person, and then, but then feeling, feeling genuinely, uh, fulfilled in that pursuit of peace mm. and serenity. You know, they, there's a saying, uh, you know, your character will help you get your, your character will lead you to serenity. So if I can be a good person and if I can treat people kindly and if I can think about things other than myself, you know, while I'm working on myself, um, that, that, that's my why right now, you know? Mm. And, and it's a, it's a battle, man. It's a battle. You know, it's, it's easy to be self-absorbed. It's easy to be arrogant. It's easy to lose sight of things. It's easy to take things for granted. It's easy to be selfish. I'm very selfish. One of my worst qualities is how selfish I can be. I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Um, so just being aware of all those things mm. and then plugging them into each outlet of your life. That's my why. So wow. it's not to be the best soccer coach in the country. It's not to be, uh, the richest guy in the country. It's not, it's, it, it is to continue to pursue what I'm looking for, which we've talked about. I'm looking for that place. That's so. dude. That's an amazing, one of the best answers I've heard for I, sure. I and that's, that. that's awesome. Hey, you're uh, dude, your whole mindset and everything you're doing, it's been portrayed in such a great light throughout this podcast. And I really appreciate you. Yeah. I really, uh, gratitude for everything you're doing, yeah. what you're doing for St. Thomas, what you're doing for these kids, what you're doing for your family and just our relationship. I yeah. get a lot out of it. So just want to say I'm grateful for you, man. And I appreciate thanks for it. coming on. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Last question. Yeah. All right. So you have your kids already. Yep. Yeah. Father's they're growing Day. up. Yep. Woo, Father. Oh, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I awesome. Always, I always thought I'd spend it in your uh, studio. Yeah. You're in the <laughs> studio. I love it. But hey, all right. So Right, kids, and for some reason, you know, you can only tell them a few things. You're yeah. going away, you've done your things, you've dominated, you found your peace, yeah. you know, you're being the person you want to be. Uh, you only got three pieces of advice. Yeah. What are kind of your three life lessons to live, you know, happy, healthy, and fulfilled life? It's a great question. And I, I mean, I think, in, and this isn't because of what's going on in the world right now. I mean, this is something that's been important to me, and I want it to be important to our family and, and our, as what our values are, is like, First of all, respect to be kind to everyone, you mm. know, and, and not only respect to be kind to everyone, but educate yourself on other things besides yourself. You know, what other, other religions, other lifestyles, other whatever, like just be, be just respectful and kind in that aspect. I think yes. that's a great jumping off point. You know, if my boys do that, then I'm, then I'm excited about where they could go. Mm. The second thing, and this one's going to be a little bit, it's, it's not going to be as uh, bubbly, this, the second one I would say is life's not fair. Oh. Okay. You're going to be disappointed and you're going to be disappointed often. So get over it and be able to be, uh, ha put the tools in your toolbox together to understand that you're going to be disappointed often. You're going to fail often and it's going to keep happening throughout your whole life. So get over it, you know? And, and I, and I think that's really important to me because I, culturally, and I don't know if it's just in our society or what but you know kids get whatever they want mm. you know it's like kid goes fishing trophy fishing pole breaks what mom and dad run to the store and get a new fishing pole oh yeah, yeah. you know you know my response would be well i guess you're not fishing for a while mm. <laughs> get over it well let's fix it let's make yeah one. let's yeah just be creative you know find find solutions you know so i don't I, i'm really really i think my wife worries sometimes about how i feel about that because they're eight and they're five. So you, you have to be very thoughtful with how you're implementing these ideas. But I just, um, and I think it's also deeply rooted in the fact that, you know, when being a college soccer coach, I mean, there's kids that come into our program at 18 years old. I'm not kidding you, Austin. 
I'm the first guy in their life that'll that's told them no. You can't play. Wow. You know, you can't have this. You're 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 not traveling. You know, and they're just and, and that's a little bit of an extreme example, but 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 I just don't I don't want to be operating out of that space with my kids and I want them to understand that life is not fair. Get over it. Build the tools you need to be resilient, to be kind, and to move on. Mm. So it's not personal. It's not personal. You're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna fail often. So mm. get over it. Um you know, and I think the, the last thing that I would say is kind of, you, you kind of asked me, it's like, find your why, mm. you know, what, what do you guys want to do? Now I'm, I'm not going to go home tonight and sit down with my son and say, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? But, but have those, you know, maybe have that series of hills to help you find your mountain and, mm. and then be, be really, just be really bold in pursuing it. You know, do whatever, you know, do what you want. I, I had a hard time. I had insecurities as a kid that I would not want my kids to do where I was like, I was, I would hesitate to maybe do what I wanted because other people weren't doing it. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of like, and I know that's a natural childhood progression. Um, but I just want them to be bold and I want them mm. to be confident and I want them to be kind and I want them to find their hill. And you know, the, the hard part for me is it, it has to be their hill. You know, I, do I, do I want my, my oldest son, Owen, left-footed, good soccer player? Like, do I want him to be a big-time soccer player? Yeah, I'd be lying to you if I didn't. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm not going to push him there. I'll, I'll guide him there, if he, if, but he has to want to go there. Mm. You know, and I, I see so many, especially colleagues that have kids, you know, they're like, oh, my kid's playing soccer every day. He's doing this, he's doing that. And then I ask my, I'm like, does he want to be doing that? Yeah. What's his why? <laughs> What's his why? Yeah. Is he doing it because he wants you? Because he knows you want him to do it. Right. So that's a de- that's another delicate space. But um, I mean, I really enjoy parenting. I'm I, I think I'm getting better at it. Um, there's no playbook for it. It's hard. Um, but yeah, I think you know today as uh, being Father's Day today was special because it really made me think about. Um, you know some of those things and i think it's i think it's awesome that you asked that it's a great question to end on well awesome stuff man really appreciate it i appreciate it hey big doc yeah Woo. You got to love that, folks. Oh, man, continue to find that passion. Find your hill. You know, do something that fires you up that you can, you know, continue to grow and move forward and, you know, enjoy that process with. Gratitude to John for coming on. And thank you, everyone, so much for your listens and your continued support of this platform. Until next time, let's continue to grow and move forward. And let's go get it. Woo!